And we are live. Well, I am live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime. Got a solo cast for you tonight. Wrap up the New Zealand double game week. We've got two away games versus New Zealand to talk about tonight on the King's Dime. Uh, Andy's out there. He's doing some training courses for work, so he's not going to be back until the next round starts. I'm going to do this one solo, break down both of these games, talk a little bit about playing New Zealand back in New Zealand and uh, good on the breakers for having some home games. It was good to see them get their home fans involved. They were fired up in the first game and then we were able to snatch away the second game. And uh, another 500 game week. We're going to talk about that. It's been uh, a, a season of just some rough stretches of results in amongst some really impressive sort of performances. I'll talk quickly about that. Uh, and preview, we've got Perth and United coming up this game week, another another quick fire game week, another Thursday night game. So I'll wrap that a little bit. I'll talk a little bit about that, previewing uh, some of that game. But as always, you can like and subscribe. We are on Facebook Live right now. Uh, we put these up on YouTube as well. We're doing some uh, YouTube content as well every now and then. So make sure you go over there and subscribe to YouTube for more content. Uh, and then if you want to listen to us in audio form, uh, I think last time I was doing some solo stuff, I said I wasn't going to put the audio up. I ended up putting up the audio anyway. Um, so you can go over to Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts and Spotify and listen to that. Subscribe, give us a rating and review. That helps us get out there to more, to more Kings fans. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, do that, subscribe and yeah, let's, let's get right into it. Another, another rough, rough stretch again, a 500 game week. This has been the story of the season. I'm just looking through the results at the moment. Our best little stretch went, you know, a f about a month ago, we went four wins on the bounce twice against the Phoenix, once against the Taipans and the Hawks. Um, but that's really been our only stretch of games where we've put together a run, capable of catapulting us into that final spot we really were sitting pretty holding fort in third position i think after perth behind perth um but that's really changed over the last couple of weeks we uh had three losses against the bullets uh sorry three losses against the bullets three, we lost three in a row after that four stretch united 36ers and the bullets and then the 36ers and the bullets those losses really shouldn't have been shouldn't have been losses i think a huge we we said it just before that 36ers game it was going to be a huge defining moment of our season. We needed to win these uh, this stretch of games, 36ers, Bullets, 36ers, and then these two Breakers games just gone. Unfortunately, we basically only won two out of those five, and you know it, it's really put a massive dent in our season. We've had Xavier Cooks come back. Um, Weeks he's come in, and he hasn't really had the impact that I think we would have hoped. Um, we've seen a little bit of uh, Lockie Hutchinson as well start when Sean Bruce went out with concussion protocol and in a uh, friendly fire injury, copped an elbow from Geordie Hunter. And again, we're kind of back into this mode of struggling to score in stretches. Um, the defense at times has been quite good, like really, really solid. But then the scoring really just hasn't, hasn't been able to spark this team into life. Like I think f defensively, fundamentally pretty solid against the, uh, the teams that are around us on the table Little bit, uh, a little bit of struggle all season against Perth. I think that's going to always happen with the injuries we've had and the roster construction. I think it hasn't been a season where, you know, maybe if we had all our players 
it would have been a lot different. I, th- I think it would have been, and I think we would have been a lot better. But you know, struggling to put to put together a roster that stayed fit most of this season, I think, is has been our main struggle against those top two teams in United and Perth. But I think, yeah, the defining moment of this season is going to be this little run. If we do end up missing the playoffs, which you know we're probably projecting um, to to win our last four games. And it's not really in our hands. Like Southeast Melbourne, I think, have put together a little run to go towards the end of the season. Uh, this is the fixtures. What I've got the ladder here. 18 and 14. You know, the Phoenix have put on a burst. And I think they're getting players back. They've got Sykes back. Uh, Mitch Creek came back after his little uh, indiscretion. So he's back playing at 100%. They haven't really needed to use Brokoff. Brokoff's come in and, you know, hasn't really played that well. He's had a couple of, you know, mediocre games and, you know, reduced minutes some injury stuff, some not really up to speed fitness wise stuff. Um, so they haven't, they, you know, even though they haven't used him, they've been able to sort of move up the table into that third spot, cement that uh, third spot. I think now, you know, if you look there, 18 and 14, the Hawks 17 and 15 have strung together a few wins to kind of galvanize their position above us. And, you know, we, you know, we lost three on the bounce and then a, a, a win loss win. In some games where we probably should have won those games against the 36ers and the Bullets, you know, the 36ers are now pretty much out um, and Giddy's been sat down and we managed to lose a game against them when really they were teetering on the edge of um, being knocked out of the race. Isaac Humphreys, I think, got injured and in that second game we ended up winning against the Breakers. Um, but yeah, like I think this moment's really defined our season. You know, we, we've had struggles all season with the injuries. I've got uh, I've got the, uh, like, a main – I'll bring this over here. This is essentially all of our games and a plus minus. I don't have the breakers in there, the, the last two breakers in there yet, the breakers games. I don't know if you'll be able to see that, but um, you can see the the red marks, the injuries. Glover pretty much all season, that's been an empty roster spot. You know, it sucks for him to cop a knee injury. Pretty much missed the entire season. We missed kick it at the start of the season – um, Didi Lizada missed a few games and Jarrell missed a few games and then Xavier Cooks in that first preseason games getting game getting injured you know has really killed us and Didi going back to New Orleans to play for the Pelicans and of course that huge DJ injury um, so again a season where we can't sit here and go um, you know it's a disappointing season like disappointing stuff this um, I think you got to look at some perspective and sort of say you know maybe if we were fit you'd look at what we we're doing and if we were fit you know, losing these games in crucial moments and, you know, having pretty much a 500 season, you would probably say, okay, that's a bit disappointing. Um, some new roster stuff, new coach. Um, he He's leaving at the end of the season as well. So there, there's that to sort of take into account. I think is a huge gamble for him to sort of announce that he's leaving and then for our team basically to, you know, galvanize. Let's, let's win the, you know, let's get into the playoffs. I, I think that could have gone, you know, either way. I don't look at this team and go, you know what's going to galvanize this team? The coach being like, yeah, I'm out at the end of the season, so have, have a good time, lads. Um, at the same time, I think this team in general shown enough character um, fundamentally as a unit to play through the kind of adversity they have. So I think they definitely get some points um, in that respect for the fact that we haven't just you know gone to sleep and let this season sort of take, a, take over like the injury played season sort of take over and really define what we've done this season. I think it's definitely been an admirable struggle, even though it has been a struggle. Um, the the first game against New Zealand, it was great to see. I wanted to chat just quickly. It was great to see New Zealand being able to go home um, and get some games at home. It, it must be it must have been a massive struggle for them. 
to play pretty much the entire season. I think it was 27 games. What do they play? Four at home or maybe five at home now. Um, you look there, they've played 31 games. To play 27 games, spend you know around six months of the season or five, about five months of the season in another country, it's a huge, huge ask. And I think looking at the wins they've had at home, they beat us, they lost against us, and I think they've, they won tonight. They played some decent basketball. Like it's not not been the worst stuff to watch, and you know who who's to say if they had had home court advantage this season, maybe they might have done a little bit better than ten and twenty one. I think you know it was it was a struggle. It was a um a sort of unusual thing to see Cairns fall out of the mix. You know Cam Oliver going overseas to get that ten day in Houston. Basically, when their season was over, for them to go seven and twenty five this season was a bit of a shock. Um, and Adelaide having you know decent team, decent start to the season, looking like dark horses, and then you know ending up at the moment they're thirteen and twenty. It's been a bit of a struggle for them. Brisbane with a little bit of a retooled roster, you know, and then their coach is leaving. Um, I think for where we sit at the moment, you know, it's an admirable position in the grand scheme of things, but I don't think we're really playing the best basketball um, that we possibly can, and that's probably due to injuries. And the roster upheaval and, you know, betting in a new coach, which is all going to change at the end of the year anyway. Um, so this this first New Zealand game was a loss. I'll just bring up the box score. It was 88, eight, sorry, 89-81. Um, I didn't realize, you know, it was in New Zealand. Well, I knew, I knew it was in New Zealand, but, you know, I turned it on at 8 o'clock thinking, oh, yeah, no, the game's going to, the game's were about 20 minutes in. I'll just start it from the start. The game was over. It's like, oh, whoops, you know, it was in New Zealand. It was an early tip. Um, and I'm also wondering, was that Thursday? I think that was a Thursday tip, the 20th. What are we looking at? Um, just opening up my calendar. I feel like we're playing a lot of Thursday games. 20th was a Thursday, and then we've got another Thursday coming up. I don't know if these midweek games are really helping us. They're kind of coming thick and fast. They're blasting us with a few sort of midweek games. I wonder how much of an effect that's having on us. You know, maybe it's nothing to play on a weekend. It's probably a different thing, you know, and get those five days of rest, five days to kind of bend in your training through the week. And then have a plan to to come up with um, something to play on a on a weekend night. I'm wondering if these Thursday Thursday plus the weekend is having a bit of an effect. I think we definitely had an issue. We've talked about it on this podcast before, where this bubble system just spewed out a whole bunch of games, and I think it messed a few teams up where they were playing all these games in a huge hit. And then it, it slowed down a little bit, and then some more games are coming in a huge hit, and then it slowed down again. I think. Some of these teams have kind of gotten used to playing, you know, you know, six six days off and then a couple of games and then five days off and a couple of games. Definitely think the rhythm being disrupted this season has kind of hampered a couple of these teams that were flying to start the season. Um, but 89-81, I don't know if you guys can see that out there. I can see that on my screen. But um, I didn't actually watch this game in full, so I'm just going to watch the highlights. Oops. I'm just going to put the highlights on here and just sort of watch through. I did see that Geordie backdoor where basically, you know, the game on the line, poor old Geordie underneath the basket, you know, lets one go backdoor. And it's kind of the the highs and lows of Geordie. He's like, Geordie, come on, mate. Um, but another Jarrell game where, you know, he has, a, he has a solid night. We kind of waste that. Jeez, that was, that was a big chuck. Um, and then Levi Randolph for uh, the Breakers had a really good night as well. I don't have the, I think the got the box score under there, but Casper, ooh, a little bit of over dribbling. The the workload on Casper this season has just been immense. You know, it's been 
it's been sort of huge. Oh, Brad Newley cut. Oh, nice floater, floater game. Newley's kind of struggled a little bit at the rim the last couple of weeks. You know, that's really sort of died. I think, you know, he has definitely has the license to kind of just get to the hoop the entire time. Ooh, Delaney. Uh, of course, Delaney. I think he had a great night as well. I think he had 26, 27 points. You know, a 35% three-point uh, three shooter ends up hitting a bunch of threes against us, you know. I think that's, that, that sort of happened to us a couple of times this season. Casper um, here, a little hezzy, and then a chuck. You know, when those go down, they look great, and you go, whoo, you know, he's on. Um, but when they don't go down, the, the, those are not great shots. Oh, Jarrell getting rinsed downhill. I think there's been a little bit too much of that, you know, without that elite rim protector. Jarrell's kind of been caught on an island a few times. You see there, he doesn't know who to guard. And then Delaney pretty much getting, like how many times again, we've seen that again where, you know, a guy just goes past Jarrell and finishes at the rim. Um, Flopwarning under the basket, I saw that. It's a nice drive, a tough finish. 55-41 in the third. Uh, and this was that Casper dime. I saw this as well. Look at that, splitting two guys, making them fall over. It was fantastic. What a pass from Casper. So good. We're going to see it again on replay. Two guys falling over. That was pretty nice. But again, you know, too far down. Ooh, gets him off his feet. Eesh, you know, struggling. I think that's kind of defined Jarrell's season. You know, offensively, he's been really silky, really smooth. But defensively, you know, I think he struggled. Um, at a level where, you know, you probably can't say, oh, like, you know, let, let's move on from him type of type of level. It's more been a like, oh, we need to find a way to kind of cauterize this kind of defense because I think he's scoring. Oh, McDowell White, I think he's shooting about 26% from three as well. Like, of course, he switches one from the corner. Um, I think finding a way to cauterize Jarrell, you know, next season, get that elite rim protector in, sort of move move a guy like kick it on and get somebody in there who can def like play defense on the rim is going to be a really important factor. And this was the, oh that was a nice no look dime from Casper uh, from Cooks. Jarrell, what are we down? We're down eighteen at this point in the fourth. You know, ooh, nice block. It's good to see. Good to see his battle back. Um, been there's been a few games this season where we've kind of battled back into a game, um, only to kind of lose by maybe double figures, and you know, a couple of times we brought it back in. So. There hasn't there's been a few games where we've been kind of blown out, but there hasn't been the lay down and die mentality, I think, this season that probably what the season really has that was a nice screen from Geordie. What this season has kind of presented us with the injuries and the adversity, you know, you wouldn't sort of say laying down. Ooh, Craig Moller. How many big shots has Craig hit lately? That's crazy. Um, yeah, you wouldn't say this season. Yeah, this was this. Like, Jordy. And how, how about, like, the reaction to that? Like, nobody nobody being like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? Even the, the guys getting up off the bench, the coaching staff kind of didn't even react to that. I would have been f fuming with a game on the line. To let, let's go back and have a look at that again. What's this? It's an eight-point game, a minute to go. To get an easy buckle, like, that's, oh, that's... That's rough. That really, really is rough. Really, really rough stuff, man, to be honest. Um, just looking at the box score, Geordie Hunter, only two points, one of two, tw only 20 minutes for Geordie. Uh, Shawnee Bruce, four points, two or five. Scoring the ball this season, I think it's been a bit of a disappointing season from Shawnee B. Um, I got their stats here. Let's have a look at them on the season. 
Um, he's shooting at 35% from the field, 66 of 184, and then only 33% from three. I think last year, let's have a look. I think we looked up this last year and he was shooting at about 36% as well. Uh, where have we got Shawnee Bruce, 32%. I always felt like he, he could knock him down in, in clutch stretches, but I don't, I don't feel like that's going to happen this season. It's been a bit of a struggle. Uh, I'm just going to open this up. There we go. Um, Xavier Cooks having 15 points was pretty good, four of seven. Not many highlights on that highlights package. Uh, four of six from two, seven to seven from the line. So getting to the line, been pretty solid this season. We haven't had guys that have predominant, predominantly gotten to the line at a high clip, at a high pace. You know, we've been a team basically that's kind of been fouled at the line and then our guys don't get free throws. I think I feel like this season, New Zealand kind of feel like a little bit of that as well, the same as Cairns. Um, and then Jarrell, 32 minutes, 18.7 of 13, a big night from him, 7 of 10. And another night where, you know, an 18-point game where he looks good and we waste it with a loss, um, six rebounds as well to go with that. Casper Ware, 20 points, 8 of 19, 6 of 9, 2 of 10 from 3, getting us back into the game, uh, four rebounds, six turnovers in that with only three assists, so that, that's a bit of a struggle. Um, and then off the bench, Brad Newley, seven points. I'm wondering if we're, we're looking at Brad Newley and sort of going, oh, can he get up to that 15, 17 point range? You know, getting to the hole, can he, can he get like, you know, 10 or 11 shots at the rim, basically getting to the hole? I think that's been a big issue this season. If, if he's in this second unit and he's coming off the bench, you kind of want him just get the ball and go. Like, I don't care. Like, everyone get out of his way. Just get the ball to Brad and get him to go. I don't think we've seen enough of that this season. He's been shooting these three balls, you know, dawdling the ball up the court a little bit, getting stuck in the half court, like having to, you know, we saw that where he kind of, you know, passed it off and then had to pass it again. Shawnee Bruce had to, you know, initiate a dribble and give it to him on the cut um, as well. So I think there's been a little bit too much of that. And then sure, and then um, Craig Moller's only basket was a, three that clutch three one of two um and again a little bit of a black hole on offense this season but at the same time defensively grabbing boards and in general i think a glue guy like we've said a few times this season a glue guy with nothing to glue together basically and that's that's been the story of the season tommy vadanovich four points off the bench uh none of one from three he's been shooting the three ball this season so he kind of struggled and then daniel kick it eight points three of eight one of three from two, and then two of five from three. Um, the more and more he's kind of chucked the ball from three, the more he hasn't looked like making them, which has been a bit of a, you know, another an, a way we scored last year, a little under the radar scoring punch was him coming off the bench and shooting threes. And he, he did that at quite a, quite a solid clip last season. He's only shooting 32% from three. And I think career-wise, that's kind of one of his worst, one of his worst seasons is that 32%. Um, they don't have extensive stats. But, yeah, I think he's been generally a 50-40-90 guy. And for him to be shooting around 32%, like that's, you know, a real struggle on 17 of 52. Um, but all in all, pretty pretty rubbish loss. I think we needed to get that first win. It's understandable the Breakers came out with a, uh, a big home crowd. Yeah, they were fired up, shot 49%. I think I said last in last week's episode, oh, you know, and uh, on the back of a raucous crowd shooting 30%, the Breakers win. Um, they ended up shooting 49%. Uh, and then 51% from three, pretty solid night. You know, on a night where basically Finn Delaney, you know, a 32% three-point shooter goes four of seven, like, yeah, thanks. And Willie McDowell-White gets two or five, you know. 
that's that's a brutalizer basically like looking at their stats uh new zealand stats basically fin delaney 34 on 34 35 pretty much on five makes uh, five attempts a game and then mcdowell white 29 percent on four makes like you know for for them to beat us in a three-point shooting night that's that's a tough pill to swallow an absolutely tough pill to swallow uh and then they've got a couple of really good sort of iso scorers in the webster brothers um which which hurts man those two i think are bucket getters and then when you kind of look down our roster past hunter and past you know bruce and these other guys you kind of look at our roster and go not many bucket getters there that you can't get a there's there's no guy where you're just like right you are coming off the bench and you're just getting buckets you're just going out there getting buckets and that's that's another been another thing this season i think supplementing this team with bucket getters Although, you know, missing DJ and Diddy going and then Glover probably might have been one of those bucket getters if he had stayed healthy this season. You know, a real, real struggle, um, to be honest. And I'll just... I think I might throw to the second game. I've got it up here. Um, I did watch this live. Um, a forgettable game in a win, you know, at a time when my little one was going to bed. So I've got to, you know, kind of have one eye on the game. I haven't had a chance to rewatch that. Xavier Cooks inside. I think Xavier Cooks has definitely given us that punch and shown us kind of what we've missed. He can guard three, the two to five and then give us a little bit of a scoring punch as well. A solid defense from Jordy. He wasn't able to block that shot. I noticed Weeks, he came off the bench real quick in this game. I think he only ended up playing a few minutes as well, six or seven minutes, which is it's kind of been strange. You would think, with that game where Shawnee Bruce went down, you would have thought Weeksy would have just come out and just like, you know, just fire it, dial up some points, get this team team sped up. But, you know, he hasn't really had the kind of impact. Shawnee foul line jumper. There hasn't been enough of that. Shawnee Bruce creating a shot, creating a bucket. He has shot the ball at the elbow quite well this season, so I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't sort of got some buckets. That's a nice nice pass. Jarrell cutting. Jarrell, hot, that high action kind of has been few, few and far between, you know, the pass out to the wing. And then, you know, an inside inside entry cut pass. It's a nice nice drive from Kaspar. Ooh, double teaming kicking in the post. Crazy. Jarrell, nice finish. Noticeably, Jarrell, too, doesn't get much of the line. He doesn't get to the line very often. You know, he plays through a lot of contact. Again, oh, a lot of contact. S finishing with the right tough finish. Ooh, baseline. Oh, Willie McDowell, white. Oh, rough. Third quarter. Iverson, a little over the back action. Ooh, Casper with the fumble. Finds Jarrell for the dunk. It's nice. It's pick and roll with Geordie. Nice. Oh, that was that sweet dunk from Geordie too. You know, the highs and lows of Geordie basically where, you know, he has this sweet poster, you know, and then in another game, he's basically letting a guy go back to where he doesn't see him. So I think although he has had a great season, I think he's had definitely an improved season and an admirable season. There's still these holes in his game um, that for him being basically a senior member, having to come come out and play as a starter and play 25, 30 minutes a game, I think, it's definitely been a scenario where he hasn't been ready this season. Oop. Jarrell again on the drive. See, a lot of heavy contact. 
downhill, you know, some of those stars get that call in this league. Craig Moller again with the three. Huge, another huge bucket, fourth quarter. He's come up with some massive buckets this season. Oh, another very short. Ends up getting the and one there. How many times have we seen like that, this being given basically as an offensive foul? And there's definitely a foul underneath from Delaney. Up here, Geordie versus Iverson. Ooh, or travel. Oh, let's have another look at that. Let's have another quick look at this. Oh, 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 shuffling the feet there. You know, swallow the whistle on that one. Ah, tight game. I think we're up two or three at this point. No, he tied it up, yeah. Jarrell again threw a little bit of contact. Nice left hand from Jarrell. And this absolute chuck from Webster, that was crazy. Sitting there going, oh, God, I'm glad there was only 4.2 seconds on the clock there. You know, because you know, if that's 10 seconds to go, that could make it a game. And that went down hard too. That was, a, that was absolutely pure. Um, but again, oh, we nearly made that. A huge win, basically, in, in the circumstances of this season, really being... In almost in free fall, like really, to be honest, over the over the five games, pretty much being in free fall, um, for us to get that win was huge. Um, but in the context of this five game series, you know, to to come out of that with three win, uh, three losses, two wins, is a really disappointing stretch. I think the bullets were definitely beatable, and both those thirty sixes games, they should have should have definitely been a beatable team in which we we won those games but you know we ended up basically making that a 500 game 500 uh to a lot of two games and then this new zealand was fi uh, 502 games um but yeah 81 76 in this game let's just look at the the team stats uh here we go new zealand's shooting 36 percent in this game sydney shooting 36 percent as well and then you know going cold for th both teams being absolutely ice ice cold antarctic cold 13% from sydney and 21% from uh new zealand but at least we only took 15 of them we basically put that uh in the back pocket and just went you know what we're not going to shoot threes we're only shooting at 13% um pretty crazy stuff but also good to see us pull out a win where you know we're not shooting the three ball that well casper 05 you know, Cook's one of two. Shawnee Bruce didn't hit one. Weeksy didn't hit one. Craig hits that massive one, basically, um, in the clutch. DK couldn't hit one. Tommy V didn't even take a single shot. His, his powers are kind of diminished over the last couple of weeks as well. Um, but, yeah, Geordie, 14 points. Uh, did he end up fouling it? No, I, didn't, I don't think he fouled out. I think he might have fouled out in the other game. Uh, two of seven. Shawnee Bruce, five points, one of four. Uh, Xavier Cook's two of eight. Um, seven points for him. Seven rebounds, though. I thought he played quite well. He's he's definitely, you know, a couple of weeks away from, you know, being being match ready, being in that zone he was in because he was in a super rich vein of form last season. Uh, really, we got him coming off that Euro season. I'm pretty sure he came right out of that Euro season to the Kings and hit the ground running, like basically just became, oh, you can guard one to five, play play the glue guy, play the choker down low, 
um, handle the ball if you need to a little bit, shoot it. He shot it all right, but, you know, essentially he was in a super rich vein of form. And then now for him to come back with games to spare at the end of this season, he's had to hit the ground running and really try and try and work on his fitness and work on getting a role in this team, which I don't think he's had the time or the, the space in this roster really to fill. Um, Jarrell Martin, we get a 29-point night from him, 12 of 21 from the floor, 12 of 19 from inside. They really had no answer for him. He just... When he's in this kind of mode, when he gets inside, that's when, you know, we get a 30-point night from him. Everyone else has to chip in. Luckily, we kind of held it defensively. We held the breakers to 79 points. We were able to win this game. Um, but nine rebounds to go with that. Just a great night from him. He's had definitely four or five nights where he's been in this kind of form. We've blown a couple of them, but this was another one that we won. Casper, uh, 15 points, three of 13. Not a great night shooting the ball for him. Uh, three of eight from two and then all five from three but nine of 11 from the line so we got to the line so everyone was just diving inside i think that's the best way to play new zealand um colton iverson one one of the guys who's definitely been reft off the floor this season um it was good to see i think he ended up fouling out did he foul out iverson no, only three fouls um but that definitely putting pressure on the rim is probably the way to beat this new zealand team and then off the bench weeks he played seven minutes uh, didn't do that much. Newly 14 minutes, not much from him as well. A little bit worrying. I think if we were going into this uh, playoffs with a chance at making the playoffs, I, did, I definitely think he'd be quite worried about what his form is sort of doing. He had that chin, a little bit of chin music on there, a little chin band-aid as well, so he copped one. Uh, Craig Muller, 21 minutes, five points, that huge clutch three. Uh, 11 boards, again, he's been a menace on the boards. He and Cooks, quite solid on the boards. And then DK, 16 minutes, four points. Um, having a mixed time with Hunter. Look, Hunter and Kick it as a center pairing, like to, you know, on off. Ugh, it's been it's been rough. There's all, all sorts of stretches of rough. But then there's been some good stuff. So it's definitely definitely not the worst, worst thing this season. I think the injuries are definitely the worst thing this season. Um so that's basically the two games. I'm not gonna wrap it on too much longer. I am gonna do our three or my three two one or get Andy's three two one as well. Uh, at a later time, put those in uh, for the first game. Let's go. Uh, I shut it. Uh, let's go Jarrell for three, Casper for two, and then Moller, I think, for one in both games. Um, then obviously Jarrell in this one and where. So let's go Jarrell, where, Moller, three, two, one in both game. Mollers? Mollers. Moller. Yeah, so uh, rough, man. Another 500 game. Like some of these 500, looking through it, um, you know, loss win uh, against. No, we had, we had two wins in 14 and 15. Um, we had two losses in round 13. We had a loss win in round 12. Uh, loss win in round 18. Uh, win loss in round five. And then two losses in round three. So a lot of these. These double game weeks basically, you know, at 500 or basically double losses, which has been one of the main factors in killing, torpedoing our season. Um, but, yeah, let's. I'll quickly do my tips for this week and then I'll get out of here. I Actually, I might, might talk a little bit about Perth and Melbourne coming up because that's also huge. Uh, Cairns is at home to the Bullets, so I'm going to go with the Bullets. The Cats is at home to the King. Cats are at home to the Kings. I'm going Kings. We're going to finally break that hoodoo. 
<laughs> and the Kings lose by 21 against Perth. Um, I, Cotton's out, so man, I, I feel, uh, I feel, uh, ooh, Kings, Kings might uh, end the season. Perth, you know, laying down a little bit. Mm, I might talk about that uh, in a minute. New Zealand at home to the Hawks. I'm going the New Zealand Breakers at home. They're hot. We they we need them to beat um, the Hawks as well. Basically, if we're we're going to have any chance of uh, getting into this this finals. I'm just going to bring up the table. Uh, King, uh, sorry, Southeast Melbourne at home to Cairns. I'm going with Southeast Melbourne. I think they're locked in, cemented, putting together a nice little run too to end this season. We caught them at a nice time. A few wins for us. Uh, the Kings are then at home to United. I'm going with the Kings. We need to win that game. Uh, basically, we didn't do the heavy lifting. Now we've got to beat uh, Melbourne. Melbourne are going to be hungry. They're going to want to win this game. But at the same time, I can see them taking a night off. You know, they're going to have to be in Queensland. They're in quarantine at the moment. Or they've, they've been moved, basically. Melbourne's about to go into lockdown, or maybe they are in lockdown. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but that's going to be an interesting aspect for them. A little bit of disruption going into the playoffs. They're definitely, I think, the best team in this league, and they've definitely shown it um, up there with Perth. You know, you probably can't split them. Um, but, yeah, a rough, rough stretch here in this game week. Uh, the Hawks are at home to Adelaide. I'm going with the Hawks. New Zealand are at home to Brisbane. Uh, I'm going with New Zealand in that game. I'm just going to double-check. I wrote that down right, did I? New Zealand, Brisbane. I'm going with New Zealand. Um, I think they're going to finish this season red hot being at home. Uh, and then United at home to Cairns. I'm going with United. So that rounds out the tipping. Now, this Perth Perth game, no no Bryce Cotton. He's got a hematoma in his leg. They, they labeled it. Uh, I saw someone on Facebook going, oh, it's just a corky, mate. Like, why don't you just say it's a corky? Um, interesting. Uh, he's going to miss the end of the season. So I'm wondering going into that playoffs, how he's going to look, whether it's going to be a little bit rusty going into those playoffs. But I think this changes the way Perth line up, obviously. Um, if you look at they, they ended up beating the Taipans. Uh, and then did they play a second game? Yeah, they beat the uh, Adelaide 36ers, only scoring 76 points. I watched a little bit of that game, and it's it's a lot of fireballs from Toddy Blanchfield. I'm just going to bring up the box score. Um, the Adelaide team, you know, at the moment, there's nothing for them to play for. Um, in terms of the the matchup with, with uh, Perth, yeah, that's right. Mitch Norton had 19 points. He had a crazy night. Um, they're going to have to get some scoring out of him, 19 points. And then Mooney again, another double-double. Did he? No, he had another double-double, Mr. Double-double. But essentially, you know, they've got to get a buy-in from Steindl. Hasn't shot the ball that well this season. They started Travers. Um, I think there was no Wagstaff. Oh, no, Wagstaff played in this game. Um, yeah, and then Toddy Blanchfield, two of seven from three. I think they're going to st- struggle to shoot threes. Without Cotton, I think the spacing that he gets really – kind of dictates the way they play. Like the more downhill you get caught and the more off the screens you get caught and the more space you get, um, the more kind of the court sort of opens up for Mooney to then like you slot in these these little daggers of Mooney basically getting the spacing. And then once, you know, as a team you collapse on Mooney, then it just reopens the space for Cotton again. And then they've got a few guys in um, uh, Norton and Wagstaff who kind of like to get into these areas where it's just – you know, they, they dagger, they make these line drives to the hoop. They dagger inside. Um, Steindl, who hasn't been shooting the, the three ball that well, you know, look for him to just come out and have a crazy night. I think he, sh- he was shooting it at like 26%, something just absolutely awful. Um, and he, he came out and had a crazy night the other night. 
um, really upped his three-point percentage looking at it here. Mooney's shooting at 54%. That's crazy. Um, Steindl is shooting at 30%. I'm sure he was under 20, uh, under 30% at one point there. He's raised that up a little bit. Um, but again, he has these streaky nights against us where he scores um, from three and we've kind of got to get that. We have no duty at the moment or no duty at all really for the remainder of the season, of course. Um, but, you know, we don't have that to throw at him um, and then look for Blanchfield to fire away as well. We don't really have guards who are going to lock down and kind of keep those guys off the perimeters. We kind of got rush rush up guys who can, you know, pro- possibly drive shooters like Steindl and Blanchfield off the line, but I don't expect that to happen. I really don't expect us to kind of um, run Blanchfield and Steindl off the line. I think they're just going to shoot over our guys um, and let it fly. And then they're going to have to go to Mooney. And then Mooney against um, Hunter and Vodanovic and kick it. You know, that's a huge, huge battle. You know, look for him to kind of feed Mooney uh, and Magne as well. You know, a tough ask again. And I think, you know, our, our guys have shown, you know, in Hunter and Vodanovic, they've both shown they're up for it this season. So you get these stretches of they're working hard, you know, they're, they're playing hard. They have rhythm and momentum plays that, that give them a lift, give the team a lift. But there's also been these stretches where these guys just get refed off the floor, and that's happened a few times against Perth. Um, so I'm definitely not expecting those guys to play big minutes. I'll, I will expect them to toss the ball into Mooney and for Geordie to get refed off the floor um, very early on. Uh, but I think it's going to be a big game. And with, with Cotton out, man, very, very winnable game. And a, a little could be a little bonus if we can get this Perth game, snag this Perth game over there kind of banish some of the demons. We've really struggled to beat them over there. Um, since David Ware, really, we that David Ware, end of the shot, um, end of the game shot, a little blast from the past, We've kind of not really looked like winning games over there apart from those finals and then the odd one last season. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a huge, a huge night really on Thursday. We, we've got to come out and go, look, we didn't get that five-game stretch that we wanted. We lost games there. We've got to pick up a couple of wins here against Perth and United. Um, and this United game, basically, they are, you know, they're still flying, uh, looking at their last week's game. Maybe the bullet's pretty handily. Chris Golding shooting the ball well again. And they they dispatched the uh, Hawks pretty handily as well. I think that gives you a, a good indicator of where both of our team and the Hawks are is that level below? You can tell. I think the Hawks are a, a more well-rounded team. You know, they've got a lot of Harvey chucking. They've got a lot of run pick and spread pick and roll with Froling, and they've got a Ju- Justinian Jessup sort of gunner where they can play make for him, and he can gun the ball. And he's had some success doing that. But this this Melbourne team, they started the season playing so quickly, like just the speed that they were playing with was intense. Um, Jack White ends up getting a huge season-ending injury. Um, Jock Landau's definitely played. You know, probably one of the best bigs this season, apart from Mooney. I think that that kind of center spot on an all NBL team is going to be a huge, huge, um, you know, pick them basically. I don't think you could pick either. I think both those guys have been fantastic this season. Um, just looking through, um, Peatling's had stretches where, you know, he comes off the bench, tries hard and hustles. I think if he's he's someone that gets you know, a few kind of out-of-control fouls, if we can kind of get him into foul trouble. Um, McDaniel's played quite well on our bigger guards as well. Um, and then Chris Golding, who's scoring the ball again. I think he had seven of seven of 
10 or something or seven of nine in the first half and then didn't shoot a three ball again. They kind of, you know, were just palming off the Hawks and keeping them out. You know, we're catching Gooling at a time where he's heating up and then Luala Chul inside. David Anderson, a guy who we could, probably could have signed, um, he's coming off the bench and having a little bit of an impact for them. He kind of still, I'm like, ooh, kind of, kind of glad we don't have him because he looks like he can barely move being 40 years old. Um, and then Hobson, again, another guy who just comes off the bench and guns it. And we really don't have those big guys, you know, with Weeksy in instead of Diddy. Uh, and then kind of, you know, some other guys, you know, Cooksey and uh, Cooksey and uh, Craig Muller. They're not the fastest. They're not the. Uh, they're not really guys who are going to keep pace with the the opposition's best shooters, like the guys who are going to be um, scorers. But at the same time, they can be pretty solid. So hopefully, we get a little bit of uh, a little bit of traction of, from those guys on a guy like Hobson and then Ilian. Um, I don't think uh, Yudai Baba played that game, but he did play against the Hawks. And again, he's just super quick. Um, and he hit some big shots against us. But yeah, I think that wraps it. That about wraps it up for this week, and not uh, like a massive week again. A week where we're sitting here going, uh, a round where we're sitting here going, oh man, like there is a real chance we could just, you know, nab a couple of wins here and just like, oh, like, you know, punch back and just go, oh, no, no, we're in, we're in this spot. Um, but at the same time, it's Perth and United where these games are basically, we're expected to lose. And that could be pretty much curtains for our season, which would suck. Um, but if we can get those wins, we've got a massive game against the Hawks in round 21. And then, you know, a season ender against the Bullets. There's, there's still, the door is still slightly open. I think it's, it's much less open and much less optimistic than we were to start this little, uh, to start this little run when, in round 17 where we had a, a five-game stretch where if we had to put together a, an over 500 run there, we definitely would have been sitting in a much better position to, to play this Perth United Hawk stretch. But it's going to be very interesting to see over the next week and a little bit, how that plays out. It's definitely still in our hands. We win these two games, we're back again, and then a huge game against the Hawks. So hopefully we can get something out of this week. And as always, you can like and subscribe. We are live at the moment, or I am live at the moment on Facebook. Should be back to normal programming. I think after next week, I think I'm out next week. I'll try and find a way to... uh, get through and do a podcast live after the weekend because it's a massive weekend of games. This is a huge, huge round. Um, So yeah, as always, we're live on Facebook right now. On YouTube, you can watch us in replay. We'll put these episodes up on YouTube. And in audio form, you can watch us on Apple Podcast, on Google Podcast, and on Spotify. We're on the Anchor platform. Uh, So give us a rating and review if you want to get us out there to more Kings fans. Thanks again, everyone, for watching and for listening. And... We will see you guys next time on the King's Dime.